Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You ever heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. You'd like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I have horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton. Yeah, baby. <laughs> The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. And speaking of Larson Farms, they brought me a wonderful guest this week. I've got Mr. Ethan Moody here in the studio. Ethan, thank you for being here with us today. Glad to be here. Fifteen-year-old young man, very polite. He's a mounted shooter. Been chatting to him a little bit before the show. Found out uh, some neat things about what they do and where their farm is. Him and his family. And uh, later on in the show, we're going to have a couple of segments with Ethan. And we're going to learn all about mounted shooting. I don't think we've had anybody, Ethan, on the show about mounted shooting since we were radio only, maybe five years ago. Tell me our famous guy's name. Here's a test for you, throwing you straight under the bus at the beginning of the show here. Tell me a very well-known local Ocala guy, cowboy, that's a mounted shooter. Danny Chapman. That's it! Spot on! That was fast. He was on the show. But it was quite a long time ago. Well done. High five, man. That was very good. Didn't take him a minute, did it? Um, so I think that Denny Chapman was the last one on the show, and I think it was, oh my gosh, it was a, it was a while back, four or five years ago. So, wow. so yeah, so it's great to have you here, and uh, we've got a lot of new listeners since then between TV and uh, on Equus Television and podcasts and everything. So we're going to learn about that from you later on. So, but we're going to start off with some uh, some news, uh, and we, if you're watching on the television or on social media, you'll actually be able to see some. Uh, posters as we pop them up we're going to start with uh, the hobby horse equestrian games i was actually talking to ethan about this and we made an agreement that for 2023 we're going to add mounted shooting with those little pop pop guns on hobby horse for next year and ethan's going to manage that for us and he's going to do all the training um so that's exciting but for this year um from 10 to 4 on october 22nd you can come to the Florida Horse Park for the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games presented by Everglades Equipment Leesburg, your local John Deere dealer. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to learn from top equestrians from the safety of your very own stick horse. You can bring your stick horse with you or we'll have some there at the games. And we're going to do show jumping, dressage, horse racing, reining, roping, barrel racing, and then a polo game, polo match at the end of that, all on stick horses. And there'll be some prizes and some ribbons and um, should be a really, really fun event. Then we have a um, parade of breeds brought to you by Invictus Real Estate. And that will be an opportunity for you to take some photographs with some of the horses uh, in the breed exhibit. 
and there'll be some horse demonstrations. And at about between about two and probably two thirty is when the all breed parade will begin around the Florida Horse Park. Um, we will have hay rides brought to you by Larson Farms. Imagine that! I bet that will awesome. be some good hay in that uh, in that hay ride, won't it? Yes, ma'am. Be the best hay you've ever seen. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> he knows. Um, there's going to be food trucks and vendors, and um, just a lovely environment to be in outdoors in October in the fall here in uh, the Ocala area. Is usually beautiful. And I want to thank the Ocala Polo Club and the Florida Horse Park for partnering with us on this to help us uh, make this event be a great big success. And one of the things about the Chamber and Economic Partnership here in Marion County is that the equine industry is so very important that this is a way to kind of educate non-horse people on a variety of disciplines uh, that are done on horses and also to learn about a variety of different breeds that we have here in this area. And we actually have over 60 different breeds in the Marion County area, more, I think, than anywhere else in the world. So if you need more information on this, you can email me, louisa at ocalacep.com, or you can go to ocalacep.com, and you can click the events calendar, and it will take you to the information about October 22nd. Thanks to our wonderful sponsors, Admission will be completely free for all ages. So there is absolutely no charge whatsoever to come and do this, and participate and enjoy this. Um, and, you know, take a break from some of those fall festivals and pumpkins and things and come and see horses. You know, how can you go wrong? <laughs> uh, we got some other events here for you as well coming right up. Um, we have got uh, the Ride for the Cure. That is the 2022 Alzheimer's Fundraiser. That is October 7th, 8th, and 9th. They are doing a campout and a poker ride at the Shangri-La Trailhead. We have the address up there for you. You can actually Google Ride for the Cure as well. Um, and that will come up. And they're in partnership with the Sun Country Trailblazers um, to, to do this. And it's a lot of fun. They have the Cowboy Church. Um, they have the campout and the poker ride. And all for a great cause, of course, for the Alzheimer's fundraiser. So uh, make sure you participate if you can in that one. Uh, it's a great cause and it's a lot of fun. Also, seems like it's a long way off, but it's really not. It's just around the corner. I don't know where this year is going to. It's going by awfully fast. Um, but coming right up in December, we have the Stirrups and Strides Therapeutic Riding Center's annual fundraiser. That is the Urban Cowboy Night, and that is December 3rd. Um, that will be held in their covered arena at their Citra Therapeutic Center. Um, you can buy tickets online, $75, including everything, the entertainment, the dinner. Um, and if you would like to sponsor, you can. And if you're a, a company or a large group that wants to go together, you can actually purchase a table as well. Um, you can reach out to Betty Gray about this. There's an early bird at 4 p.m., the event itself is from 5 to 9 in the evening. And um, Stirrups and Strides put on an absolutely phenomenal event every year, and it helps them to fundraise to look after their horses and to keep helping um, both disabled, mentally and physically disabled folks of all ages and veterans. So really a great program. Uh, hats off to Stirrups and Strides um, for all the work that they do. And also that evening, going to have the... Diva like Dolly, if you would like to get dressed up like Dolly Parton, um, you can pay $20, which is part of the fundraiser. And at 
there will be judges that will choose the best Dolly Parton lookalike for the fundraiser attendees. And again, at 6.30, um, you can um, line up and hopefully win. And as I said, that's $20. And I'm one of the judges. So I'll have to pick out the one with the tiny waist and the biggest blonde hair. And we love Dolly Parton. Um, she's great. But this should be a lot of fun. Uh, it should be a really, really fun evening. So um, I hope that you'll support if you can. And um, the Give for Marion's actually going on as we speak, I think, the 20th and 21st. Um, as we're recording this show, we'll already be over by the time this is on the radio. But the Give for Marion is um, up at the moment where you can choose your charity. And it's like 33 hours of giving. Um, over the next day or so, and you can choose equine charities. Um, so, you know, certainly think about that since we are the horse capital of the world. Seminole Feed Stores has got their Customer Appreciation Day coming up. That is September 24th and 25th of this month, just around the corner now. Um, that will be at 5740 West Highway 40, Saturday 8 to 4, Sunday 10 to 4, and then also going on only on Saturday at the Bellevue location, 5904 Southeast Hames Road in Bellevue. And Saturday is 8 to 3. Um, Sunday is only at the Highway 40 location. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, Seminole Feed Stores likes to appreciate their customers. So there will be lots of raffle prizes and goodies. And there is discounts on feed. And you can go and stock up on your feed and save quite a bit of money um, that day. So it'll be a, a great fun day to go in there and be appreciated and perhaps win a prize too. So wonderful stuff. Um, we've got Dr. Kayot coming up um, from Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And he is going to be talking about wobblers, a topic I don't think we've covered on the show before, but we thought people might be interested uh, in learning a little bit about that. So Ethan and I are going to take a break for a minute and let you hear from Dr. Kayot. And when we come back after Dr. Kayot, we're going to be talking about magic shooting. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Justine Dutton, Grand Prix show jumper and previously international event rider coming to you from Notting Hill Stables in Ocala, Florida. Here at Notting Hill Stables, we use Equine Therapy International PAMF ActivoMed blankets on all of our show jumpers. These help to relax muscles and promote blood flow and circulation. We use the ActivoMed blanket on a daily basis as well as at competitions. It helps us a lot at competitions, especially before they start jumping. The tense horses really like it because it just helps to relax their muscles so they feel ready and confident to go in the ring. After the horses have jumped, we like to put it on and it really helps with recovery. I would highly recommend Equine Therapy International and all their products for all your therapeutic needs. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's Equine Studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care in the horse capital of the world. I've got Dr. Adam Kayot here in the barn with me. And we're going to talk about wobbler syndrome. Not to chaos, that's kind of a strange sounding uh, thing. I, I don't think I'd want to have a horse that had wobbler syndrome. Well, it's called wobbler syndrome because that's what they do. They tend to wobble. So um, uh, typically wobbler syndrome, um, the scientific name is, is cervical vertebral instability. So what happens typically is the vertebrae in the neck are malaligned um, and that malalignment causes impingement on the spinal cord and when the spinal cord gets in you know pinched becomes inflamed and then certainly the neurotransmitter processing doesn't work the way it's supposed to um wobbler syndrome is um can be a, a devastating disease certainly um it typically happens in your bigger growthier horses thoroughbreds warm bloods and particularly in stallions because they're growing bigger and, um, you know, they tend to grow faster. And so you, you can have these problems. Certainly, I think that there is a, a genetic component to this. Um, and they, the, the Wobbler syndrome can, can um, kind of have a, a full range of periodically ataxic, meaning they have this, you know, um, drunk kind of appearance where they, they aren't walking straight or they kind of wobble back and forth. Um, to being severely affected and being down, you know, uh, and unable to, to, um, um, get up. So 
I've seen it happen in horses that have been normal, and then um, they uh, the horse is, is normal. They go outside and they roughhouse with their buddies, and they're banging each other's necks around, and then they come in from the field and they can hardly walk. So I've had that happen. That's kind of what we call a dynamic instability. So when when things happen and they and they uh, cause some trauma to the to the um, to the spinal cord at that yeah. point. <laughs> yep. And yeah, exactly. And so, um, and, but then there's others that are that way all the time. Um, it's, it's, um, like I said before, it can be devastating. Um, certainly there, there's a few places in the country that do a surgery to fuse, to fuse the, um, those vertebrae that are, that are unstable with, Success sometimes, or limited success, I guess is what I'm looking for. Um, uh, but success is relative. Like, what will you say? Success is the success that this horse is able to graze out in the field, or is this success to be an athlete again? Some of them do become athletes, but honestly, most of them do not. Um, it's expensive surgery, it, it, um, you know, uh, um, and the the outcome is not great most of the time, depending on the severity. Um, Certainly, a lot of those times, those horses uh, are, are elected to be euthanized because they're a danger to themselves and they're a danger to the people around them because they can fall at any time. And certainly, you wouldn't want to put a rider on or even a handler um, if you're going to have a thousand-pound animal that has a chance to to uh, uh, hurt someone like that. So, you know, it's a it's a it's a um, unfortunate problem and. Um, you know, one that we, we certainly are aware of, um, you know, certainly other things that can cause these sorts of uh, signs are, are, uh, uh, EPM. Yep. Certainly EPM is, is, you know, kind of number one at the top of the list. And, um, then certainly some, you know, other, you know, herpes can cause neurologic problems, uh, viral things, West Nile, you know, any of those things are, are can cause that as well. So, Certainly, a wobbler syndrome is has to be on your list of differentials when you see a horse presented like that, and then it kind of moves higher to the higher to the top if the horse is younger, a big growthy horse, and that sort of thing. So, um, certainly, you have to keep that in mind um, when you're dealing with, with with something like that. You know that that actually brings me to another point for the second part of this segment, which is it's got to be very difficult to be a veterinarian, in my opinion, much more difficult than being a doctor because you can't ask and get an answer. Uh, where does it hurt? How does it feel? And all of that. And, and what are your symptoms? So when you go to look at a horse and, and bringing up a good point, I was thinking of EPM when you were talking about it. Um, when you go and look at a horse, isn't it really difficult? I mean, if you've got the history and if the horse has been your patient for a long time, I'm sure that really helps because you know what kind of disposition and different things about the horse's history but when you go to look at a horse there's so many things you mentioned like west nile and um equine herpes and of course epm all sort of have some similar symptoms when you go and initially evaluate a horse what's the first things that you're looking at if it's not been a long time patient necessarily of yours well history is number one usually if you can get if you can get a a good history from the person that's with the horse or that knows the horse better than you, that helps immensely. If you don't have that, then you just kind of got to start clicking off your boxes. You know, certainly um, do blood work, 
you, you know, you start testing for things and, and you, you do a full neuro evaluation, a full physical exam can give you a lot of information. Um, uh, you know, certainly if, if a horse presents like that and hasn't been vaccinated in two years, then you're thinking, well, that moves things up to the top, you know, and, 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 you know, so, um, uh, if the horse has been on a stressful schedule and, and is doing all that thing, you know, doing a horse show circuit or a race circuit or whatever, then other things kind of move up to the top and, and things kind of slide down. If the horse is young and growthy and like, you know, is, is, uh, you know, tends to be a taxing, well, that moves wobbler kind of up to the top. So certainly history is very important. And if you can get as much history, that helps. So like you said, we can't ask them questions on where they've been, what they've been doing or anything like that. And then kind of their signalment. How old is this horse? What's this horse look like? What's the physical exam look like? Um, so we go through all of those things as we're evaluating this patient to try to d get a diagnosis on, on what's going on. And then the only other thing I can think of is funny story, not a Peterson and Smith veterinarian, I might add. But there was a veterinarian out at a farm where I was keeping my horse years ago, and he was a gated horse, and he was a Tennessee walker. And one of the veterinarians or the technician that was out there saw him running across the field and said, I think he has EPM. I said, no, he's a Tennessee walker. A Peterson and Smith veterinarian would never, ever have done that. Um, but that's something definitely to think about, right? When you're examining a horse, whether it's for a pre-purchase exam or an illness, is you're not going to want to look at a horse and say, oh, it's lame when it's really just gated and it moves differently. So that's something to take into consideration in exams for this sort of thing, right? Absolutely. You know, the, the breed of horse and what they do for a living is, is all part of that. And, and you know, certainly gated horses are, can be very difficult to uh, get a lameness on because they don't move like a normal horse, you know. So um, when, when we're used to looking and evaluating lamenesses on, normal horse horses that trot and walk and canter the way normal horses walk. When you get a gated horse like a mountain horse or a walking horse or a, a Pasofino or any of those types of things, then it can make the evaluation process much more difficult. But, you know, we try to work through it the best we can. And you're fortunate in Ocala, the horse capital of the world, where we have 62 breeds, you get to see a lot. Diversity. <laughs> Diversity helps. Diversity Central here in the horse capital. Thank you, Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and our broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and Midnight Rose Equestrian. This show was brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com.
tired of the rigors of keeping your horse's water troughs clean and free of algae, you need the Drinking Post Waterer, an automatic waterer for horses, livestock, and cattle. Field tested for over 40 years, the Drinking Post Waterer is the gold standard of non-electric automatic waterers. Check them out on Facebook or find them on the web at dpwaterer.com. <laughs> from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. So if you've never heard about the Wobblers before, you now know. And speaking of Larson Hay, I want to say a huge shout out and thank you so much to um, Richard and Peggy and Gina and Betsy and Sergio and the entire team um, at Larson Farms for just all their support, uh, providing us with the best hay that you could possibly find uh, anywhere in this state and beyond. And also for sending us a very special guest this week. We haven't covered mounted shooting in quite some time several years, I think, since Denny Chapman was on the show. But having a young man like Ethan Moody here uh, is a real honor. He's 15 years old, homeschooled, and um, I've been learning quite a lot about him in the uh, in the few minutes that we've been chatting while we had a pre-recorded segment at Peterson and Smith. So, Ethan, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thank you very much for being with us. So, Start off by um, by telling us a little bit about how you got into horses. How old were you? What was your first horse? When did you first ride? Well, when I first started riding, I was nine years old, and my first horse's name was Webster. Webster? Yeah. He lived up to, like, I think he was 32 years old when he died. We might scoot you a bit closer to the mic there, Ethan, if you don't mind, just so we can... There you go. Great. So his name was Webster. Yes, ma'am. And how old was he? About 32. 3132. Really? Yes, ma'am. That's a fine age for a horse. Yes, ma'am. He was a quarter horse? Yes, ma'am. Wonderful. Yeah, he was great. He took me through barrel racing. That's where I started at. It's barrel racing and poles and all those games. And I did that until I was about 
I did that from when I was four years old, and then I started my shooting when I was nine. We went to a clinic that we heard from my friends, and I did one of the patterns with like a cap gun on Webby, and it was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> it was fun, huh? Yeah, I've always had an interest in guns, so I just caught on. And then we went to our first real match, and then the rest is history. That's amazing. So you've been doing it for about six years? Yes, ma'am. Hmm. And so, so Webby was your first horse, yes, right? Okay. And so you have a horse called Cat. Yes, ma'am. She's my second horse. Second horse, right? And I then you have a dually. Yes, ma'am. Yes. He's coming up. He's three years old now. Wow. So, what's the most important thing about the horse that you have for mounted shooting? How is, how do you best choose a horse that's good for that? And are there certain things that you like about certain horses for this sport? Definitely prefer quarter horses, and um. You don't want to horse that's really tight. Like, Cat's a little bit tight, but she still gets the job done. So, um, like, Dooley, he's very big, which we weren't expecting, but it, it doesn't disadvantage us at all. Mm-hmm. But he's a quarter horse, and uh, Cat's a quarter horse. Webby was a quarter horse. You mostly see quarter horses in there, in mm-hmm. mounted shooting. And what I look in for a horse is, like, I don't know. Sometimes you just see him, it just clicks, that kind of thing. And, um... You like when so when you get a horse, let's say, let's say I was going to start mounted shooting and I went and picked myself out a quarter horse and brought it to you and said, "Can you help me get this horse into mounted shooting?" What's some of the first things you would do with that horse? First things we do is probably get them used to like the balloons and stuff because a lot of horses can be scared of the balloons. And uh, we'll start off with cap guns, get them used to the noise, and we'll work up to twenty twos, then half rounds. Which is like our bullets are like forty five or like that big, and a half loads just have like half of the uh, gunpowder in them. So it's not as loud as the real full load. And then from there, we'll start with going through the patterns. Rider has to memorize patterns too, so that you get used to it and your horse gets used to you shooting off of them. So with that, you'll probably shoot the gun right at like four o'clock. That is. Yeah. yeah. So talk about the balloons. So um, uh, as the course is set up and there's balloons on top of po- they're on top of poles, right? Yeah, they like kind of so how you have PVC, mm-hmm. and uh, the sticks are on top of PC, PVC. So you just slide the PVC into the stick. So and then the balloon sits on top. Yeah. Okay. And then do the different courses have a different number of balloons, or are all the they're courses all are twenty? No. They're all 10 balloons. They're all five balloons. random, five rundown. What's random and rundown? So random is like, we have 85 patterns. It's kind of hard to explain random. So you have your first five, first five balloons. You shoot all of those. And then when you go up to your rundown barrel, it's just a barrel and you go in a straight line. And there's five balloons lined up like in a perfect line. And then you put away your first gun. You take out your second one and you turn the you barrel. You have two guns. Yes, ma'am, you have two guns. Oh. You turn the barrel and you take out your second gun and you shoot all five. Wow. It sounds kind of exciting. It is. Like Old West kind of fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about the about the attire. What do you, um, when you're training and working a horse at home, I'm sure you're just in your jeans and your, yeah. you know, whatever. But so, when you compete, what do you? Yeah, when we compete, we wear a long sleeve shirts like this mm-hmm. with the button down. And you have to wear blue jeans. A uh, belt buckle is optional, and chaps, and a helmet, or a cowboy hat. And for the women, they have to wear a corset, a short sleeve shirt, or like a dress. Really? Yeah. 
Do women wear a dress? Yes, ma'am. And a corset? Yes, ma'am. Like Western style? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so my cup of tea. I would love this. Yeah, it's great. So tack is just regular Western saddle yeah, and bridle? Yeah, whatever fits your tent horse. Mm-hmm. Tack isn't dress coded at all. Okay, so you can pretty much I mean, choose if you want a black you saddle or a brown saddle, a West, yeah. leather saddle. You obviously you wouldn't ride in like English. Because you can't. <laughs> no. We get cancelled. <laughs> It'd kind of be funny, actually, if I did it, just because just yeah. <laughs> I'm English, maybe I should. Yeah. Um, so what do you think it is about the sport that made you love it so much? Definitely the adrenaline. Is that- it's crazy. You're going like 20 miles per hour or faster. There are all these runs and you're like zipping through patterns and buildings are passing you and shooting your guns. A lot going on. (laughs) A lot going on. You know, that's what we were talking about in the break about coordination. So, like this, this looks like so much fun. But yeah, I actually held the the eighth place out of like two hundred riders in that one. Really? And do you compete against your same age group? No, no types of people: adults, teenagers, old guys, everybody. Really. So you have to compete against people who've done it. So in those 200 people that you competed against, there were a lot of people who were older than you. Oh, yeah. Who've been doing it longer than you. And you came eighth? Yeah. Out of that stage, yes. Was your mom crying? I would have been. No. <laughs> One time I actually got first place out of everybody. Out of at least 100 riders that are local to Really? You're pretty good at this. Very. Wow, that's amazing. So. How much coordination goes into this? Because I've always been really uncoordinated. Like, I can't do the, you know, the two-step and things like that because I would be stepping on my feet and somebody else's. So, like, for somebody like me, is this going to be – I, I want to try this. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't be riding this fast. This is, like – That's fast. Yeah, this is competition, like, big time. <laughs> That's, like, super fast right there, but it looks so fun. I, I mean, it really does look exciting. So, so can you teach someone that's uncoordinated? Yes. You can? I can. Can you really? Yes, ma'am. How many people have you taught to do this? Right now, probably like two. Really? Just like friends showing them how to do it at yeah. home and stuff, not an actual match yeah. yet. Yeah, I hear it yet. <laughs> can you, what? How can we be at a minute already? That's amazing. That was fast. Okay. So the good news is Ethan's staying with us. He's an interesting fellow. He's got a lot to tell us about mounted shooting. So I've got more questions. So we'll be back in just a few minutes on the second half of the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC. 
it makes a world of difference. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton! You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right! Yes! <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> the Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, a hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. And Larson's brought us a great guest this week. Um, we have Ethan Moody here. He's a mounted shooter. And Ethan, is your first time ever on radio or TV? Yes, ma'am, it is. Are you serious? Yes, ma'am. You're like a total natural. <laughs> I can't imagine a 15-year-old uh, being so uh, able to talk and ready to talk and share his sport. That's pretty impressive. Tell us about the, about the levels of mounted shooting. So you have six levels. You have senior senior levels, and you have our normal levels. So I'm still a normal level. I think you have to be over sixty or seventy to be the seniors. So um, my levels is one, two, three. I'm a three right now. One through six, and the senior levels are one through six as well. It's two completely different things. That's the levels. There's not much else to say about them. Mm, really. Okay. So when you're in a competition like the one we were watching just a minute ago, and you're competing against 
other age groups, those people are at the same level as you then? Yes, ma'am. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm competing against my class, which would be men's threes. Men's oh. threes, ladies threes. Okay, so do men and ladies compete against each other? No, ma'am. Oh, they're separate? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so women never have to compete against men? Yes. Hmm. Tell us about the guns. Well, I have two forty-five revolvers. We shoot forty-five rounds. There's just no bullets, just gunpowder. Mm-hmm. And they're single action. You have to pull the hammer every single time. And you have to and do that I, while you're riding. While I'm riding. At 20 miles an hour. Yes, ma'am. And steering. Yep. Because there's a course, so it's not just a straight line. There's yep. a course. Mm-hmm. So you're steering around the course. You're shooting, trying to hit balloons, and you're in a you're in a pretty fast gallop. Yep. We also have our rifles. Um, I actually don't fire by my rifle as I haven't looked at it, but um, they'll shoot the exact same caliber that they would a real one. You just can't shoot real gun, real bullets out of them because they're t- tricked out, so you can't. Right. So, um, yeah. Wow. And the, uh, the shotguns actually shoot the pistol ammo. The rifles shoot bigger ammo. It's about like that long. It's pretty big ammo. But it all has no kick. It's nothing. How fun is that? It's awesome. So talk about training the horses. So when you're training a horse to do this, um, you're, you, you've got to get them used to the, the gun, the sound of the gun. Yeah. Is well, that difficult? It can be with some horses if they're more sensitive, like Cat. If you see on some of the videos, she wears these earmuffs. Mm-hmm. So they're like padded on the inside and they just slip on top of her ears because some horses you can put in these like foam balls yeah the little yeah like race some horses have the little yeah. yeah some don't shake their head and yeah, shake like, their head they don't like it right cat hates them dually hates them they both wear the bonnets yeah i prefer the earmuffs because it's less irritating for them you know they've got a bunch of hair in their ears so whenever it's moving around they can feel all that and it's tickly yeah messes up the performance but some horses they just don't care like that picture right there that's what the bonnet's Oh, about. yeah, that's a bonnet. Yeah, look at that. So tell us about some of your some of your mentors. Uh, definitely Denny Chapman. He got me started on it. Worked with him for two years or once a month when I first, first started. And Jesse Peters has really helped me progress with horsemanship and getting my young one ready. And honestly, building a huge relationship with Cat, my main horse right now. And the Florida Peacemakers, I started out with their club, and I still am in their club. And, uh... Wow. So a lot of really, like, key people have really helped you to kind of get your get your start. Big time. So when you you said something in the break that I was quite surprised about, I I guess I just assumed that at 15 you probably got a horse kind of made and already trained and everything, and you said, no, you... Your, your yeah, young I one. started earlier by myself with the help of Jesse Peters. A lot of help from Jesse Peters, just learning how to do it because it is my first time. Wow. So what was the very first thing? So you started with the horse like never had done anything when Nothing. you got it? Straight off the trailer. Straight off the trailer, just green. Yep. So what was the first thing you did? Did you do a lot of groundwork? Lots. Hours of groundwork. I actually stayed with him for an entire week just working with Dooley, but he was on saddle then. Mm-hmm. But uh, for groundwork, whenever he was a baby, he was trying to kill himself because we had just weaned him. So we oh, had no. to like warm him up to humans and actual horse grain. He was super, super, super baby. So that was the first thing we did. He learned how to like back up, keep his distance, trot in a circle while still being on the lead line. Uh, he actually got him to uh, jump on top of a box and just put four legs on top of it without even touching 
we did that with the Mustang. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's really neat. That really kind of gets them just focused and yeah. and the look kind of know you're the boss and yeah, really, really amazing. So you started Dooley. What are kind of your hopes for for Dooley? Definitely to be a very fast uh, bounded shooting horse. Help me get this fast times because Cat's slowing down. She's getting old. She's already 18 now. And Dooley's three. He's coming up very, very fast. All we need for him is put more riding hours in. Is there a kind of an average age that you you semi-retire a, a mounted tutor? Because obviously it's quite, it's fast and there's a lot of turns and so an older horse could, you know, could... Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure about that. I think we usually... I mean, you can run them until they're about like 20 in their 20s because you can put them in wranglers and just have them go slow if they're that old right it just depends on how they perform right now but good to have another young one coming up yes yes so how is Dooley doing he's doing great is he he can side pass he can back up without even touching his face he can lope now he's loping uh we've went on a few trails with him he's fearless always takes the lead he's very he's growing up yeah. Still has the baby Winnie. Sounds like a child, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, like, long term, what are your, um, like, bucket list of goals for you and him? For him, I don't really have any. Just to live life with him, see how everything goes. If it happens, it happens. I, you know, I win like a championship. It is what it is. It just happens. Just got to be happy about it in the moment. So in the competition, is there kind of like a, uh, I don't want to call it the Olympics because it wouldn't be the Olympics, but is there kind of like a, a top of the sport that people want to accomplish? Um, well, not really. I mean, everybody wants to be a six, obviously, because it's the highest level. That's kind of the whole, most of the point of this, besides the adrenaline and how much fun it is, <laughs> is to become a level six because then you're like at the top. Mm-hmm. And we also have uh, AQHA, which is American Quarter Horse Association. It's basically where you run your quarter horse after tying them up. And uh, what else is there? We've talked about shotgun and rifle. Mm-hmm. We have. Okay. Now tell me a little more about that, though. So, so when you went before you were riding, did you learn to shoot? Yes. Yeah, so you didn't like learn I, to shoot because you were doing the mounted shooting. You already knew how to do that. I already knew how to shoot. I've been shooting it my whole life. And... um. So, do you want to... And do you prefer, like, to shoot with the shotgun or the... I prefer rifle because it's more fun. Is it? Shotgun, it's really easy, but it's also kind of fun because you don't even have to, like, lever. It's just one click. Two clicks, actually. You just don't have to pull any hammers or anything. Now, it's you're automatic. in this kind of attire that fits the sort of western older look. Are, are the guns that way, too? Yes, ma'am. They all look the uh, very old-fashioned but they're also very like modern you know for so they're modern but old-fashioned looking to fit the whole they're tweaked kind of... out to shoot our ammo but they look just like the real thing they are the real thing they're just you know like prop guns almost yeah how neat is that gosh it's really um there's a lot more to it than than i even realized and, and you're doing such a fine job that i'm going to ask you if you're going to stay with us for another segment do you mind doing sure. a third segment because i've got a few more questions for you and that was the break and i still want to talk to you about larson and your feeding program so okay. stay with us on the horse talk show we'll be right back with ethan moody we're talking about mounted shooting 
Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, Summit Joint Performance, and Equigreen. Mark your calendars September 24th and 25th for the Seminole Stores Customer Appreciation Days. Come on down for great sales and giveaways. The 40 West Store will celebrate Saturday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Bellevue's location is Saturday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. with free gifts, raffles, promotions, and discounts on feed and tack, store shelf items, farm, lawn, and garden supplies. Visit our Seminole Feed Facebook page for more details. See you there. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. For equine edutainment at its best, join the CEP and friends at the Florida Horse Park, October 22nd, 10 to 4 p.m. for the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games. Presented by Everglades Equipment Leesburg, your local John Deere dealer. Learn horse sports from the experts and compete from the safety of a stick horse. Enjoy a magnificent parade of horses, the vendor village, food trucks, and more. With free admission for all and for the best in horsing around, check out the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games on Facebook. Bring your stick horse or make one of your own while supplies last. See you at the park. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best. But we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Piranha, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranhainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show.
Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I was just telling Ethan and his mom earlier about my trip um, out to Idaho a couple of years ago, and oh my gosh, I'm so ready to go back. Such a beautiful place. They flew us over the crop circles, and we got to see uh, the, the Larson team there in action, and um, it was just a, a, what a wonderful experience that was. Got to take my son out there and... Uh, and I cannot say enough about the Larson team and about um, Richard and Betsy and um, all of them. They're just uh, they're wonderful, wonderful people. And before I forget to talk to Ethan about that part of um, his his program with his horses, um, I kind of want to we'll skip back into the sport and the guns and everything in a minute. But tell me a little bit about. I see you're supporting them in this fantastic yeah. shirt that you have on, uh, which looks great. Um, uh, oh, and you know what? I think we might be out of piranha bags, aren't we? I suddenly realized I need to give you a piranha bag. I have a piranha bag for you. It might be delayed, but I have a goodie bag for you. But tell us a little bit about how Larson kind of plays into your program, how they're hay and, and how they take care of your horses and what a difference that makes to performance for you. Yeah, so um, their hay is like super, super green. Uh, it's extremely fresh um cat lately eat it up within minutes <laughs> you don't give them enough at one time <laughs> and uh i just i love their hay their hay is amazing i would wouldn't feed anything different so you feel very comfortable that your top horses that obviously are very important to you that very. that your horses are fit and healthy and that they look good and that they're in good condition and and part of that is is the hay it keeps for sure. them looking head, head heavy healthy <laughs> and also it keeps them shiny, looks them, makes them look really good. It's a lot of protein, a lot of everything in their hay. Yeah, very really important. great hay. I love your expression. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give them anything else. I love that. That's that's fantastic. That's spot on. And, and it's so true. It's so important. A lot of people focus on the feed. And although horses that are performing at this level obviously need feed as well, but the most important thing for horses is good quality hay. That's that's the number one, especially with what you're doing, because right. obviously you, you're not just competing, but you're also training to compete. How many days a week do you have to train your horses? Uh, Dually, probably like two, two days a week. Oh. I do more sometimes. I do mm -hmm. like four or five. just depends on when I have time between school and chores and jobs. School, chores, and jobs. Now you have to tell me more. So you're homeschooled, right? Yes, we're homeschooled. So that takes a lot of discipline, too. Very. Yes. Yeah, and our neighbors, I get to cut his grass every two weeks. And uh, that takes like two days, three days to finish. Cause he it's has a big like, place. Yeah, he has like 10, 15 acres. Wow. So you get on the tractor? Uh, zero turn. Oh, do you? And mow for a couple of days? Yes, ma'am. Wow. And then you have your own farm chores as well? Yes, ma'am. Because that requires feeding, hay, working with the horses fixing things if that's needed, uh, house stuff, mowing, all that. So you pretty much could run your own farm. You've, yes, you've, you've got it down to, to a science where you have a routine yes, that you do every day. You get up and you help feed. Mm -hmm. I feed. You do feed? Yeah. Oh, you just feed? I feed. Wow. Do you have brothers and sisters? No, I'm only child. Only child. So you got all the chores. Yes, <laughs> that's great well that's wonderful discipline though how fantastic to raise a child like that on a farm and where you've learnt how much goes into having a farm and horses right. it's not about just jumping on the horse and getting a ride there's a lot of work there's a lot yes <laughs> and what about grooming a lot of grooming yeah, yeah a lot of care of the horse brush them bathe them 
not like daily, but yeah. But you've got to look after them, right? Yeah. yeah so quite a, quite a job. Wow, that's a lot. Yes. So we were talking about the the changeover from the revolver to rifle to the rifle. So you have to do that mid competition between uh, your last building that you shoot with your pistol and the barrel. With the rifle, you want to get out a little bit before and go ahead and cock it before you get around because it makes it easier to hit your first balloon. And with shotgun, that one's really easy. For me, I can pull it out any time. I'm really fast with it, but some people have to pull it out before and get ready. So you have that in the holster? Yeah, there's a huge like scabbard on this right in the front, or you can have it in the back. I have mine in the front. So you put your gun away, grab your rifle, and then you go. And you're doing this in mid-gallop? No, gallop, like full run. Full. So you're full all out, and you have to... Yep, once you get to that, uh, your barrel, you have to like hold it right here and like sit and let your horse turn the barrel, and they do the work. All you have to do is shoot. That horse must be very, very well trained. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> so when will Dooley have his first competition? Um... Well, we can start exhibitioning him whenever he gets used to the gunfire. He's not quite there yet. We're still working with that. But once we get that done with, then he will do his first match. Not full running, just slow walking or trotting. Whatever he's comfortable with. There's really no say when, though. So whenever you feel comfortable and you think he's comfortable. Yep, whenever I think it's ready. Yeah. So at the moment, he's still a little bit shy about yeah, guns. we're still trying to get riding more seasoning. More, yes. Yeah, he's not quite under like under saddle trained enough yet he yeah. needs more of that you got to get all the basics out of the way and make sure he's comfortable with everything and yeah. then yeah yes ma'am. i think my mustang would be really fun to do this on <laughs> i do i just think he would he's so the only problem is he might be he probably wouldn't be the fastest horse you ever had you but really he... don't need speed as long as you're consistent if the people in your class miss a bunch you get it okay so that's the way it works so actually you're more focused on accuracy of hitting the balloons. Both. Accuracy and speed, those are key. And actually, I didn't go over this yet. If you miss a balloon, it's five seconds per balloon. And we have this thing called a gate, so that's like two balloons and you have to go through them. If you miss the gate, like you don't go through it, it's ten. Ten seconds on your time. Ten seconds added. I see. So it's time penalties for missing. Yes. One of the ten yeah. that you have to get. I see. And if you're clean, which means you didn't, hit, you hit all of them, then you get your raw time, which is good. You don't want any time added at all. Do a lot of people miss a lot of balloons? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but uh, I mean it happens. It's not like intentional. It's just like your horse could like crow hop, and you go above it, or your hand's not just perfect. All right, you're aiming at it, but then the horse is a horse, yeah, they, so like, it... trip or something, or they're just unbalanced. Anything can happen. Yeah, and that could throw off what would have been a good shot. Gosh, that's a lot of coordination. I'd really like to come to your farm and try this. Yeah, I would love it. Would you? Yeah. You'd let me come and try it? Yes. Okay, even though I told you I'm really uncoordinated. <laughs> You're not scared. You no. can take on any challenge. You can even manage Louisa, huh? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that's wonderful. So... When you're done in, in school, you've got a few years, you're homeschooled, but when you're done with your education, what is your, what is your job or future plan? Firefighting and uh, stocks. <laughs> Firefighting and stocks. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. So you want to do something really good 
uh, for your community, which is to be a firefighter, but you also uh, want to do some wise investing. How on earth did you get a 15-year-old like this? I never in my life, you're okay, you're the most mature, sensible 15-year-old I've ever met. That's really impressive. Thank you. What else do you do? Do you do anything else for fun? Uh, I do airsoft and RC cars. RC cars and what? Uh, airsoft. Airsoft? What is airsoft? Airsoft, so you have a... It's like- I just got the look from our producer over here. <laughs> Isaac just gave me the look, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, airsoft is just like a, you know what a BB gun is? Yeah. It's just like that. We have plastic BBs in them. Um, you get in these huge arenas and you basically shoot at everybody with these plastic BBs. <laughs> and there's just... Uh, that wonder Isaac knew what that was. <laughs> and I'm actually getting into CQB. So I'm currently building my gun up so I can... So CQB is where like... Or speed QB. You're running as fast as you can and getting as many people out as possible. And you can have payouts of like $25,000. I really want to get on the team. Ethan likes making money, and he likes adrenaline. we got to wrap it up. Ethan Moody brought to us by Larson Farms. What a wonderful young man. Thank you so much to the team at Larson Hay. Absolutely fantastic to chat to him. We'll be right back with Dr. Rulan on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center Summit Joint Performance, and Equigreen. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today we're at Engineered Equine Performance celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals. We use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standard. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian's background is in natural horsemanship and dressage principles with a main focus on maintaining a balance of communication and correct biomechanics between horse and rider. Come to her farm 
or she'll come to yours. Allow Maria to help you and your horse to unwind and balance to increase performance so that you can both be the best you can be together to build a lifelong partnership of success. Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian is a graduate of the Equine Natural Movement School for Equine Structural Integration and a Florida School of Massage graduate. Find Midnight Rose Equestrian on social media and on the web at midnightroseequestrian.com and book your massage for your horse and you right away. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Louisa Martin for the Horse Talk Show here and have the pleasure and honor of having one of my favorite people here, Dr. Alberto Rilan from the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, a great friend to the show, supporter, and uh, has probably the best rehabilitation center in the world um, for horses. And just a few weeks back, um, a miniature horse of mine uh, who has had some chronic laminitis in his life uh, seemed to be getting worse and worse. My regular veterinarian had been out a couple of times and had a look at him, and um, we, he was on butte daily. And when a horse is on butte daily like that, um, you know, you should be seeing them not getting worse at least. And I went out there one evening. He was getting worse. I knew I needed to get him off the grass, and I really wanted to have an opportunity to see how well he would fare if he was able to access some rehab, being monitored, getting cared for, uh, and also to get some x-rays and kind of see what was going on with the rotation, at least to give us a point where we are now. So if he did get worse, we would have some baseline to look at. Um, so we brought him to the Equine Performance and Innovative Center for a little holiday. And um, he was greeted by Dr. Roland's amazing staff. Doesn't get much better than that. He got all kinds of love. Um, I think your boys even loved yes, on him. Yes, yes. Uh, and you did. And uh, your staff was just were wonderful. They took such good care of him. And I was, I was worried about separating him from his donkey friend because they're glued together like this. And I think he was treated so well that he didn't even have any separation anxiety. He was just ready to move right in. <laughs> he, he felt right at home. First of all, thank you very much. You're home, one of my favorites as well. <laughs> Um, he, he was, he was, he was quite a pleasure to have him. He was, he was frosty, quite something. So he got moved into his stall and after an examination, kind of the first step is to do the x-rays. So kind of explain how that works and what you're looking for in them. So in the radiograph, what we do is we try to find out what state of the laminitis process they are. A lot of the ponies, and, and and many adult horses, many horses as well, they are they have actually have laminitis before, and they have improved quite a bit on themselves. So they have a, they have been on a chronic state, what we call a chronic state. It's been going on for a long time, and sometimes they have a, like a recurring episode of it. Sometimes you have a horse that has never had a laminitis laminitic episode and then they have what we call the acute episode first time happening going on right now and and then you have all the permutations in between of course the important thing for 
us when a pony or a horse is laminitis comes is find out where in the space they are and find out how active is the process because depending on how active it is is going to be our treatment plan mm-hmm. um, with frosty we determine exactly where he was then we determine a treatment plan according to where he was going to be we kind of what we do in this type of cases we we in our head we imagine exactly where he's going to be in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. after we do the therapy it's like we it's like we almost imagine his progress before it happens right? right so we start working with the process what's going on right now his acute pain mm-hmm. which is going those bones are the, the hoof is really painful at the beginning so we give him support for example we give him frog support or hoof support at the beginning now talk a little bit before you go on about how important the farrier is you had an amazing guy there that day um samuel rodriguez sr farrier service amazing guy wonderful him and his wife were phenomenal jump right in and said you know, let's get some toe off, which is obviously a, a good thing to re- give some relief of the pressure in the lamini. He did such a great job. So vet and farrier working together is an important relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. We have all been in in a type of situation where you have a laminitic horse and you don't have both at the same time, at the same place. And I used to say, I just don't like chewing horses by the phone it's very difficult trying to explain on the other line what you wanted to do right that's why with with samuel at that moment being there and looking at the radiograph at the moment it was taken mm-hmm. and adjusting what the trimming was going to be at the moment it was taken that is a big success for horses with mm-hmm. laminitis because it's you take an it's an instant change that you can do right there with your team mm-hmm. and he knew just what to do it was when, brilliant when when you have a we have multiple farriers that we have a kind of like a tight mm-hmm. niche right where we, we pretty much are on speed dial right uh, and i said i need you here right now mm-hmm. and we have what we were so much together mm-hmm. that they know exactly what to do That's so where good. to go that yeah. was perfect yeah, yeah. So then we kind of go on to the therapies and yes. what's going to help him. And, oh, my gosh, uh, the, the videos I got in the process of him able to move so much more comfortably was miraculous. Back in the day, everyone used to tell you, do not move the horse with laminitis. Do not exercise the horse with laminitis. Well, I'll tell you, exercise the horse with right. laminitis. It just depends where the horse is and what space, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them definitely cannot do it. But where he was, it was very obvious that the proper exercise, control exercise, and therapy will be fantastic for mm-hmm. him. Therapy is such as um, the vib- even sometimes the vibration play, the salt water spa, the aqua pacer, if you can, to get them moving. All that helps a lot. Sometimes we even have some of them that we put them in the pool. Mm-hmm. With laminitis to right. get to get them moving, yeah, very important. Right, yeah, absolutely, and and especially if a, a horse is overweight or a pony is overweight, which they have a tendency to, and laminitis 
can actually be created because of that and can also be worsened because of that. So an ability to keep them fit and not gain more weight is going to be obviously a win-win. One of our new programs we just recently developed is for horses that are predisposed to insulin resistance, or horses mm. that are predisposed to laminitis because of insulin resistance. Mm -hmm. We actually monitor their insulin, we put them in the swimming pool, we help them lose weight, mm -hmm. and we also measure all their blood parameters so that we actually know that they are exercising enough. And this is actually quite successful to help horses that are prone to laminitis because of insulin resistance issues. Oh, and it goes in the prevention aspect because, like one of my mentors said, an ounce of prevention is better than a ton of cure. It is indeed. <laughs> and he really seemed to enjoy um, the spa. You know, no, the, no. Cold, the cold water, salt water spa, he got in there and he was so relaxed. He didn't need to be sedated. He just, he liked it so much. You could tell how therapeutic that felt to him. So there isn't just the medical outcome that we obviously hope is good, but also to get the horse feeling more comfortable. And you could tell right away as soon as he stepped in it, he was like, oh. They love it. It's like going to the beach and putting your water, your feet in the water. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that feel it's soothing? Yeah. That feels great. Yeah. It's the same thing. Dr. Roland, I want to thank you so much. You did a wonderful job with Frosty. Dr. Natalie Solomon, um, friend to the show, also took him back to her house. And um, just a few days after, was able to share with me that he was bucking around the field, which was fantastic. And we were even able to take him off mute and just put him on the CBD relief instead. So that's miraculous. I'm just so happy to see him feeling good again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Alberto Roland, Equine Performance and Innovative Center. You can find them online and follow them on social media. They've got some great videos on there of horses uh, enjoying the pool and the spa and uh, all of those wonderful rehabs. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you for joining us this week for what was a great show. Thank you again to Ethan Moody, whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not. Happy horsing around. Till the same time next week.